Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. We are continuing our series on Daniel chapter 7 and the dream that he had. Today's title is The Son of Man. First, Here's a quick review of the last episode of Daniel's dream about the Ancient of Days. That's what I talked about last time, the Ancient of Days. So let's just do a quick review. Who is the Ancient of Days? God the Father. His throne was flaming with fire and its wheels were all ablaze. The court was seated and the books were open. So I was talking about that the scripture is telling us court is in session and the books that were open relate to judgment. God's going to judge some stuff. I also mentioned that that little horn with eyes and a mouth that speaks boastfully was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flames. Daniel goes on to say, that the son of man is coming. Who is the son of man? None other than Jesus Christ himself. Now, if this is your first time joining in to the podcast, in order for you to really get a clear picture of what's going on, please read Daniel chapter two, as well as Daniel chapter seven. Then Listen to the first three episodes. It'll it'll make a whole lot more sense to you. All right. Now, let's begin with Daniel chapter seven, verses 13 through 14. And it reads, I was watching in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom, the which shall not be destroyed. Okay, so. We need to note right here that this is the first reference to the Messiah as the son of man. Jesus is also referred to as the son of man all throughout the New Testament as well. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 8, Paul told the church at Thessalonica, He said this, and the lawless one will be revealed. Who is that lawless one? The Antichrist, the beast that I spoke about last time with the mouth uttering great boasts. He's going to be revealed. Whom, Paul goes on to say, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Then We're going to flip back to Daniel because that came out of the New Testament. But we're going to flip back to Daniel. And Daniel goes on to say the same stone 
who is the son of man, because he's referring to the son of man. And then he's also being referred to in the New Testament as the son of man. The same stone who is the son of man receives the fifth and final kingdom, which endures forever and will not be destroyed. You can go back and read that in um, Daniel chapter two, verses 34 through 35. That stone is another reference to Jesus. Jesus is called, he's referring to the Messiah as the stone. The Bible goes on to tell us something more. So here's where I want you to really um, pay attention about this son of man. I'm going to be reading from um, the NIV, uh, you know, different versions of the Bible. <laughs> I just flip back and forth. But anyway, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 17. And I'm going to start reading from verse 26 and I'm going to stop at verse 37. NIV, Luke chapter 17, verses 26 through 37. And it reads, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the son of man. Remember, Daniel refers to him as the son of man. Now, here we see another reference to him as the son of man in, in Luke. Verse 27, people were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Verse 28, it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside, should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Verse 37. Where, Lord, they asked. He replied, there is a dead body there. The vultures will gather. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that's the word of the Lord. Now. What this is talking about is the coming of Christ. And these scriptures speak to his second coming. And um, it tells us what it will be like. It's telling us about the culture, about society, what things will be happening in the world. It says that 
And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the son of man. When Jesus comes back the second time, here's what's going to be going on. They did eat, they drank, they married. You see all these weddings, man, so many weddings. They were given in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Then the scriptures go on to say, likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot. In the days of Lot, what was society like? What was the culture like? The people were eating. Oh, man, drinking. Remember, we're buying and selling, planting and building. We working on our houses. We, uh, uh, you know, digging up the backyard, planting all these flowers and, you know, making the backyard like an oasis. And, you know, we have all these uh, events that we going to and you know we 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 watching the football games and the basketball games and you know March Madness and all this and we got the the drinks and the chicken wings and the and all the snacks you know he said that's what it's going to be like he said but the daylight left Sodom Fire and sulfur or brimstone rain down from heaven and destroy them all. So we see that this is also referenced in Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 39 says, so shall also the coming of man be. Jesus says that during the days of Noah, this eating and drinking and marrying they were doing it. People were doing it like, you know, like nothing was taking place T to the world. Nothing had changed. It was, you know, hey, eat, drink and be merry. But in the spiritual realm, a whole lot of stuff had changed. Stuff was happening. During the days of Noah, there was a message being preached to the world to repent and come into the ark. And God is saying, so during the days of the son of man, which is a period of time when he's coming back, we don't know when, but there's a certain period of time prior to the destruction that is to come, there will be a message going forth, calling the world to repent. Now you hear a lot of feel good messages. It's all about destiny and God has called you and and your future and, you know, hang in there and be great. And, you know, but you don't hear a lot of messages on repentance. But as the time approaches, as we get closer and closer to his second coming, you're going to hear more and more and more and more and more about you need to repent. Next, the Lord likens this time his coming back to the days of Lot. What happened during the days of Lot? Homosexuality was blatant in Sodom and Lot was there in Sodom. Go back and read that story. The message in this day is the same as it was in Noah and Lot's day. Noah taught the people that the ark was the only place of safety. In this day, 
The ark is the word of God. In the gospel of John chapter one, verse one, John wrote in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we know that he's talking about Jesus Christ is the word and being in him by the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the only place of safety. We must enter into Christ to be safe from the judgment that's coming. So now let me go back and give um, more, give you scripture references. I'm going to reiterate this. Here is what was happening in the days of Noah. Genesis chapter six and seven, go back and read those two chapters. Number one, Noah had God's message calling the people to enter into the ark. He told everybody, get ready, get ready, get ready. Number two, the problem was the people were content to keep the status quo and they didn't care about God's message. They didn't give a hoot or a holler about that. They were busy. They were doing their own thing. Everybody's having a good time and life is good. And, and we're not worried about a thing. Number three, God brought destruction upon the world at that time with the flood. And then um, the scripture goes on to tell us about in the days of Lot. So what was going on in the days of Lot? Sodom and Gomorrah were inhabited by sexual perversion. It was rampant. Go back and read Genesis chapters 18 and 19 to see what happened. Also in chapter in Genesis chapter 18 verses 1 through 15, uh, the scriptures reveal the thoughts of Sarah's heart. Because remember, Lot was Abraham's um, nephew and Lot was in Sodom. And Abraham is doing all this interceding because he knows that his nephew is in, is in Sodom. And, you know, he, he wants them to, uh, he, he's interceding and uh, pleading for his nephew for their safety and well-being. And anyway, um, but before he does all of that, God tells Abraham, you know, that he's going to have this son. And Sarah thinks it's funny. Sarah, the Bible says that Sarah laughed. So why does God tell us about Sarah's heart? Because he wants us to understand that she uh, was one who didn't believe. Not that she didn't believe in God, but she didn't believe that what God said was going to happen unbelief she didn't believe that she was gonna have the child because she was looking at her body and at her age and you know all this kind of stuff and she was like well you know it's too late now and so uh he reveals that this was the problem unbelief so then god warms warns abraham or abram um of the impending doom of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then if you go back and read Genesis chapter 19, 
God pulled Lot out of Sodom using two angels. The two angels came down there. And while they down there, the people beating on the door, asking for the men to come out so they can have, you know, men are beating on the door, trying to get the two angels out so they can have sex with them. God burned down number five. That my fifth point is uh, hopefully okay. Number the fourth point. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. The fourth point was God pulled Lot out of Sodom using two angels. Genesis chapter 19. The fifth point is God burned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's also in Genesis chapter 19. The application of this type of the days of Noah and the days of Lot as fulfilled in the end time is. In other words, what kind of application can we make from this? What can we uh, gain uh, knowledge or, or um, how can we apply that to today? Number one, the coming, the presence of the son of God is an event that will take place. At a certain period of time, nobody knows the day or the time, but it will take place. We can we can put that in your hat and bank on it. Number two, the Bible tells unbelievers to repent and come to Christ, who is the only place of safety. Number three, at Jesus second coming, he will be plainly visible to all. 2 Thessalonians 1, 7, 1 Peter 1, 7. Also, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 13, and also 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7. God will bring down fire upon the earth in judgment. His judgment is coming. And last but not least, no matter you go back and read, no matter how close two people may be in life, they have no guarantee of the same eternal destiny. It doesn't make much sense until you go read Luke chapter 17, verses 34 through 35, when it says two of them are in the bed, one going to be taken and one left behind. Two women in the field, one going to be taken and one left behind. There's no guarantee that we all have the same eternal destiny. I know I skipped around a lot. I went back and forth. Uh, you know, I read scriptures. I referenced, uh, you know, I, I really tried to make this as clear as I could. But, you know, meditate on this, read the scriptures and I believe that God will give you the clarification and the wisdom and the understanding that you need to um, apply, uh, make application to your own Christian and spiritual walk. And uh, my prayer is that we all remember and pay attention and, and um, just keep Christ at the center of our our lives keep him number one give him the preeminence that he so uh truly deserves you know that we are uh where we need to be spiritually having said all of that 
The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. While you at it, spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time, all my kings and queens, be blessed.